Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Today's episode is sponsored by Tinder and BetterHelp. Hi, besties. Welcome back to Try to Care. If you're new here, hello. My name is Ashley. I'm so happy to have you. I first want to start off this episode by apologizing to all of my Spotify listeners. I don't know what happened last week, but the episode posted late. It did not post right on time. So hopefully that's not the case with this episode. If that ever does happen again, you can always listen on Audioboom, and that is always linked on my Instagram, so I'll have my Instagram and all my socials linked in the description of this episode. But for this episode and for the month of May, I really want to focus on mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so every episode this month is going to revolve around mental health in some way. I am going to link some resources for mental health in the description of today's episode, so if you need them, if you know someone that needs them, make sure to check those out. With all of that being said, let's get into today's episode. Today, I want to talk about six things that I think can improve your mental health. So let's just get right into it. So number one, feel your emotions. The absolute worst thing that you can do is suppress your emotions or ignore your emotions and think that you're going to get better by doing that. We hold on to our emotions and we let them simmer for so many reasons, whether that's because we don't want to be upset right now or we do it for other people because it makes them uncomfortable or it's the wrong time and place to show emotions. And I just want to be very loud and clear when I say there is never a wrong time to express your emotions. We're taught from a very early age to hold on to how we feel if it's not appropriate for that time and place. We're taught that expressing our emotions in public or at work is unprofessional or not appropriate. Like, I'm sorry, but your work is not your life. You clock in and you clock out, but just because you clock in does not mean that everything you're dealing with outside of work just magically goes away. If you're struggling so hard emotionally, mentally, and you can barely get out of bed, how does anyone expect you to go into a job and just suppress that and pretend like nothing's bothering you? We're not robots. We can't just turn our emotions on and off. Also, I found that being open and honest with how I'm feeling at work made work more enjoyable or at least more bearable to be at when I was struggling. It's going to be harder for you to do your job if you need to lie about how you're feeling. I felt more comfortable and more focused and ready to work when I was able to go to my boss or go to my coworkers and say, hey, I need to step out of the room right now because I'm struggling. I felt better telling my boss, just so you know, I'm having a really hard day 
and I cried the entire drive to work today. So if I'm off or I'm not doing as good of a job, that's why. And luckily, my boss and my coworkers understood that although I needed to attend to my responsibilities, I still showed up to work and I was still trying to do the best that I could while also trying to navigate and honor my emotions. I think the biggest mistake that we make is suppressing our emotions to make others feel more comfortable. I think that's why we're taught not to express how we feel in public because it makes people feel awkward. They don't know how to handle the situation or comfort someone when they need them. Some people would rather have someone who's struggling struggle in private and handle it themselves than just be there when someone needs them. Think of all the times you've cried and the people around you say, oh no, it's okay, don't cry, rather than just being a shoulder to cry on, rather than just saying, it's okay, let it out, that upset you? You're valid for being upset and you're valid for crying. Or when someone finds out that someone's struggling, someone who isn't very vocal about what they've been through, we often hear them say, you're so strong. I would have never known that you're struggling. You never show you're struggling. You're so strong for being able to hide that. People are so highly praised for overcoming a struggle, but then criticized when they openly show they're struggling. We're taught that hiding your emotions makes you strong and expressing your emotions makes you weak. Instead of worrying so much about how your emotions make others feel, worry about how you feel. Shift that focus onto you and focus on healing rather than avoiding. You're feeling this way for a reason. You aren't just crying to cry. You aren't angry just to be angry. Something deeper is making you feel that way and the only way to overcome it is to work through it. Avoiding how you feel, whether you're avoiding it for yourself or for others, does nothing but push it down. It doesn't go away. It's going to resurface and it's going to come up again, but in different situations with different people. One of my favorite sayings is, if you don't heal what hurt you, you will bleed onto others who didn't cut you. If you wanna heal yourself and be better, You need to get better. And in order to do that, you need to honor your emotions and feel those emotions. When you're sad, let yourself cry. When you're angry, let yourself feel that frustration. When you're having the best day ever and feel so good, allow yourself to really indulge in that feeling. You're feeling all of those feelings for a reason. And you owe it to yourself to feel all of that thoroughly. Number two, don't apologize for your emotions. I talk about this so damn much, mainly because so many times in my life I've been told I'm too dramatic, I'm making something into a big deal, I'm a crybaby, I'm too confrontational, and I've allowed others and their opinions of me and how I express myself to make me feel bad for feeling the way that I do. There's been so many times where someone has hurt me and instead of getting an apology from them, I've ended up apologizing because if I don't apologize, our friendship or relationship would end or the situation would escalate. I've been conditioned into saying sorry for my emotions to smooth over situations. When partners of mine have cheated on me, I apologize for getting upset after they broke my heart. When friends of mine purposely hung out without me, I apologize for getting upset after they left me out. When people made fun of me, I apologize for getting upset after they violated how I look. 
People and the way they've treated me have taught me that my emotions are too big of a burden. They're an issue. And instead of owning them, I should apologize for them because they start issues. It's not how people have treated me. That's not the problem. It could never be that. It's my feelings that are. If you can't sense my sarcasm there, obviously that is so far from the truth. How you feel will never be an issue, at least not for people you have a real connection with. Regardless if people do or don't understand why you feel the way you do, your emotions are always valid. I've said this a million times, but you can apologize for your actions, but you should never apologize for your emotions. You can apologize for how you acted when you were upset, but don't apologize for being upset. When you apologize for your emotions, you are invalidating how you feel. You're basically telling yourself, how I feel is wrong, and because I'm wrong, I must apologize for it. Like, why else do you apologize? You apologize when you want to take responsibility, when you recognize you were wrong or you were harmful towards another person. When you say, I'm sorry that I'm sad, you're saying that your emotions are harmful, and that's the furthest from the truth. Your emotions are valid regardless of how others interpret them. Do not be afraid to express those emotions and do not be shameful or regretful for expressing those emotions. Number three, don't change your mind or try to change how you feel because of others and their opinions. This goes back to not invalidating how you feel. There's so many moments where we're upset about something and we confide in someone else and they don't agree or they don't understand how we feel they see the situation from a different perspective and instead of just acknowledging that someone has a different perspective and being okay with that we try to change how we think and how we feel to match their opinion we think their thoughts have more clarity than ours and hold more weight than ours they think that so it must be true and i must be wrong There's been countless times where I've been upset about how someone treated me or how they spoke to me or even just being upset about how my day was going and I just needed to get how I was feeling off my chest. I just needed to vent. And when you feel that way, you go to your friend, your partner, your family. And although we want our support system to be supportive, sometimes people have different opinions than us. They sometimes won't understand why you feel the way you feel. Sometimes your big problem seems very small to them and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you need to treat that problem as something smaller than you believe it is. It doesn't mean you need to drop how you feel just because they don't think you have a reason for feeling that way. Something that I've come to realize is there's a lot of things that I feel and deal with on a day-to-day basis that others don't. My boyfriend is not depressed. He doesn't suffer the same mental illness that I do. Our brains function very differently. How I interpret and react to things is going to be very different than how he does. And just because we see the world through different lenses and feel things in a much different way does not mean I'm wrong when I get upset and he doesn't. And it doesn't mean he's wrong for not getting upset when I do. We all have been through very different experiences, so naturally we're all going to view things and react to things very differently. Just because someone doesn't understand you or agree with you doesn't mean you're wrong or that you're overreacting. They might have just never gone through what you're going through right now. 
They might not know your struggle. They might never struggle with the same mental illness that you do. So don't base how you feel or change how you feel off of someone who has never felt how you feel for a second. Do not change your life for someone who has never walked a day in your shoes. Only you know how you feel. So don't allow others and their interpretation of your life and your emotions make your decisions for you. Number four, become aware of energy givers versus takers. And what I mean by that really is just become more aware of what makes you feel good and what doesn't. I'm not saying you need to meditate every single day and write in your journal and go to the gym. Like, yeah, those can make you feel good. But if they don't align with you personally, fuck those. Do what makes you feel good. Spend time doing things that light you up and make you feel energized. Hang around people that actually add purpose to your life. Stop engaging in things and with people that trigger you or that are bad for your mental health. Start to become more conscious of how things make you feel. Do you feel good or bad when you go on your phone first thing in the morning? Do you feel good or bad when you hang out with friends who talk shit about other people? Make it a priority to check in with yourself daily, multiple times a day, about how you're feeling and what's making you feel that way. I made a list of some of my energy givers and takers because I think it's important to keep tabs on what you need more and less of in your life. Also for me, I'll know if something's an energy giver when I feel energized, productive, excited, and like I'm learning and growing. And then I know when something's an energy taker when I feel anxious, tired, unmotivated, and I feel like I'm regressing more than I am growing. So some of my energy givers are staying hydrated, going outside and getting fresh air and sunlight, exercising, calling my dad, self-care, sleeping, creating art, speaking kindly to myself, listening to music, driving in my car, thrifting and journaling. And then my energy takers are comparing myself to others, spending too much time on social media, pushing myself too hard and not allowing myself to rest, people pleasing, not listening to my body, ignoring my needs, speaking poorly to myself, clutter, spending time with people who are mean to me, talking badly about others, and then avoiding responsibilities. I really recommend that you make your own list, not only to feel good, but so you know what doesn't make you feel good and you stop putting yourself in situations to be hurt or feel bad about yourself. Once you know that there are things that can turn your mood around, it'll be easier to pick yourself up when you are feeling down or when you're in a funk. Number five, treat yourself like someone you love. I cannot stress this enough. You need to start looking at yourself and treating yourself like someone you actually give two shits about. We're so quick to accommodate others and their needs. We bend over backwards for people we love. We talk kindly to the people we love. We're good to the people that we love solely because we love them and we want the best for them. The way that you look out for others, the way you think and treat the people you love You need to start thinking and acting that way towards yourself. Think of all the things you do for the people in your life, whether that's making sure they ate, making sure they took their medicine, making sure they don't do anything stupid or harmful like texting their ex. If you would make sure your best friend ate today, there's no reason you should not be doing the same for yourself. If you would make sure you told your parents you love them, 
there's no reason you shouldn't be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say the same. If you would support your best friends and be proud of them when they work their ass off, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing the same or feeling the same for yourself. If you wouldn't allow someone to treat your bestie the way you treat yourself and you wouldn't allow your loved ones to talk negatively about themselves the way that you do to you, then something has got to change. You are just as deserving as the people that you love. The way that you believe others deserve good things and good love, you deserve the same. So start believing that and start showing up for yourself the way you would for others. Start giving yourself that unconditional love and understanding that you give so effortlessly to others. And lastly, number six, ask for help. I think just like we suppress our emotions and fear that expressing them will make us look weak, we fear that asking for help will do the same. I don't know why asking for any type of help insinuates that you aren't strong or you aren't smart or that you're inadequate. It's like when men refuse to ask for directions or help looking for something in a store. As if asking another human being for assistance is going to make them look incompetent or make them look less of a man. Asking for help, especially when it comes to your mental health, is far from weak. It's one of the strongest things you can do. Being able to have the courage to reach out and say, I need help is badass because it shows that you aren't afraid to be vulnerable. You aren't ashamed of what you are struggling with. It shows that you care enough about yourself to overcome your ego. There is absolutely no shame in asking for help. Just because you've been told before that you're so strong for being able to do everything on your own doesn't mean that you're weak when you realize you aren't always able to do it by yourself. Even the strongest person cannot carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. It's okay to ask for a helping hand. I also think that people are hesitant to ask for help because they don't want to seem like a burden or they don't want to come across as needy. And to that I say, no one who you actually have a genuine connection with is going to consider you needy for needing support. That is what a support system is there for. And if you're going to a doctor for help, That's their job. That's what they're there for. And secondly, the more you ask for help, the easier it'll be for others to be able to ask you for help. The more you put yourself out there and be vulnerable, the easier it'll be for others to feel comfortable to open up as well. Asking for help can quite literally strengthen your relationships so it's not so hard for either of you to ask for help. Just because you went through something by yourself doesn't mean you need to heal by yourself. No, not everyone is going to understand you 100% or be able to relate to what you're struggling with. But talking to your friends, your family, a therapist, a doctor is so good for you and your mental health. It's one of the best things you can do. One of the worst things you can do is isolate yourself and make you feel as if you have to go through something alone. And sometimes talking isn't enough. Sometimes you do need medication or treatment and there's no shame to ask about it or follow through with it. If you are struggling, please, please, please let this be a reminder to ask for help, whether that's from someone you know, a doctor, or even like through resources like the ones I'll have linked in today's description. Just please 
do not hesitate to ask for help when you need it. Obviously, there are so many things that you can do to better your mental health. These are just six that I believe are really important. I hope from this episode, you learn to embrace your emotions and not be afraid or ashamed of them. Struggling with mental health is hard as is. You don't also want to feel like you need to hide what you're struggling with. We're all struggling with our own battles and the best thing we can do is be more understanding, more patient, more open, and more willing to ask for help, and also more willing to provide help for others. That's where I'm gonna end today's episode. Again, resources will be linked in the description as well as today's sponsors and my socials. Thank you so much for listening, besties. I love you and I appreciate every single one of you. And I will talk to you next time. Bye, besties.